0: telling the tale i'm your host mitchell farley wolf and i'm here today as always with dustin jackson how's it going
1: hey guilty is charged of being great um yeah yeah you're great on account on account of the court
0: yeah that's very psychologically healthy of you to reaffirm your own greatness (laughs) i think that it's good
1: (laughs) thanks i'll do it from now on
0: uh speaking of guilty you know it's interesting that you frame it in that way because this week we've decided um And by we, I mean I. And by decided, I mean I'm springing you on this uh, right now. This information is new. Tales of Monkey Island, Episode 4. The Trial and Execution of Guybrush Threepwood. I keep wanting to say, of one Guybrush Threepwood. where's that come from?
1: I don't know. That's an interesting way to put it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I feel like people do that sometimes when they want to seem like the thing they're talking about is fancier like big and execution of one of guy, guy brush three, board. three board. yeah um it
1: was released on we were on the same wavelength we were doing like the same voice
0: yeah we should we should have those guys talk to each other later <laughs> <laughs> i was released on october 30th 2009 that's about uh 13 13 years ago directed by wow. mike stemmel and designed just by the whole gang the Gang's all here. Gang's all here up in the design of this one. I think that I I really like the idea that everyone at Telltale at the time was just like, I gotta get my hand on this ball. I want to say I worked on a monkey <laughs> island.
1: Yeah, I mean, who can blame them? I would want that. I'd be I'd throw my pants off to work on a monkey island. I'd throw my shirt off. I'd throw any body part,
0: body part, clothing <laughs> part, article of clothing. I'd One followed part. by the other. Hey, let's just say I'd throw a hand. Throw some hands. Throw in some boats. <laughs> give them to get a hand. There. Um this one's about a court case. Yes. And that's fine. We do, we don't even have to play Law and Order now. Yeah. We already did. <laughs> then now we don't have to do it. I wonder if our <laughs> uh, small but vocal audience would support us saying that we just don't have to do it.
1: Uh, well we they might not have a choice
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah because we were (laughs) we were talking for the longest time like hey we just don't know how to play law and order it's uh it's like a very dead game very hard to get a hold of even for uh yoho internet activity it's very difficult to play uh law and order legacies if we just didn't this would be a pretty bad podcast. Imagine it, it like leads to the end and we're like, okay, we got one more game, but we don't want to do it, so we're
1: just done. <laughs> so we're just not gonna.
0: Yeah, we waste like literally two years, get to the, the space right before the end, and just say, No, I don't I don't
1: really feel like doing that. Yeah, well the worst part is we might not have any say in the matter. <laughs> we That's might true. just not be able to play it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was
0: really hoping that, like, I this podcast is not of the of of the kind of talking materials that really picks up steam with the whole internet verse. You know, it, I, I mm. get it, I get it. We're we're, we're niche. We're, we're going to be small. We're not going to be picking up all kinds of snowball, snowflake, rolling snowflake as in rolling, not snowflake in the way that weird political people use it. Uh, <laughs> to, we're, we're not going to get that huge audience, you know? Uh, but right. I thought we might get, like, just big enough that someone would uh, write into the show or or one of our Twitter accounts or some such and say, like, hey, I heard you guys complain about Law & Order. I might have, a, like, a back alley in Las Vegas that if you just come here at 3 in the morning and ask for Jeeves, he'll lead you to a room where he will put a blindfold on you and then you'll move somewhere and then you'll take it off and you'll be able to play law and order legacies. Like I thought, I thought there'd be some audience participation. I was hoping for like some guy in Nebraska's like, I don't have much to my name, but I do have a computer with law and order legacies on it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Audience, you really let us down on this one.
0: <laughs> it is, it is mostly your fault, huh? Audience. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Huh? I... Weird.
1: We did. We did our best by looking for a little bit and then stopping. <laughs> we
0: we we did really put our our all into it. Whether or not our all is that much is up for God's debate. But
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did all we could. I don't know anything else to do.
0: Yeah, I really don't. We tried. Uh, I I downloaded something that looked pretty sketchy, and it was. awesome uh so like we we really gave it a shot with all the the csi games like those were pretty hard to figure out but through technical know-how the help of others uh everything it, it just worked out um it's just law and order, right? Do we have a way of doing Guardians? What's our way of doing Guardians? Yeah,
1: I have Guardians. You you can just buy oh, it. Oh, the, the physical. Just, yeah. Yeah, you can get the disc on uh, like eBay still, and right, it's right, right, pretty right. cheap. I I would have expected these games to like skyrocket, but I got uh, I got Guardians and I got the two Minecraft seasons like for pretty cheap.
0: Good, 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 good. Yeah. Um. So this one is the one that people can buy easily, though. Tales of Lucky yeah. Island, and this is the episode that is a court case—the one we might have to go to if we ever find a way to play Law and Order: Legacies. Uh, <laughs> Dustin, talk to me
1: about this episode. What are your What are your high levels? Um. Okay. So when I first played through this game, this was my favorite episode of the season. Wow. Okay. I. <laughs> We haven't played the last one yet, so I don't want to make that call. But I'd say so far, it's my favorite. I like this episode a ton. I I feel f- like it. I, I feel like it had a a fair bit to enjoy about it.
0: There, there was a lot of cool stuff in this episode, and I really like the framing of it. Um, mm-hmm. The the first half of the episode is you've got four um uh allegations against you. And you need Uh-oh. to fight all four of them in court. And the way you do that is by um, examining witnesses and using pieces of evidence from your in- inventory. Uh, pretty, pretty uh, cool way of going about the telltale formula, I think. Or you know, yeah. this kind of telltale formula.
1: Yeah, totally. I I like that this episode has like really high stakes, like all throughout. Yeah. Um, you you have four cases against you where the uh, the desired outcome is death to you for all four.
0: Yeah, and there's two uh, callback characters in this episode from early in the Monkey Island series. One of them is is the obvious one, which is Stan. Love seeing mm-hmm. Stan Stan again in his uh, his incredible jacket.
1: You know what's interesting about Stan in this game is he has a different voice from every other time he's been portrayed. How do you feel about that? I actually like this voice better. I think it suits the character. Well, it's kind of hard to say because he's had that other voice for four games, and here he is coming in with this new voice for one. But I do think it suits his uh, kind of manic high energy that they give him. Before this, he sounds kind of like this. A little slimier, but a, a little bit more suave as well. You know, it's, it's
0: interesting that all five Monkey Island games now have voice acting. Because when this one, the fifth one, came out, I believe only two of them did.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only Curse one and, and two Escape. Came out, yeah, one and two came out before voice acting. And Curse and Escape are the first ones. So, it what's... Interesting about that is Elaine had a different voice in Escape, so this would be her voice actress's second time playing the character. And I think she kills it in this episode. Oh, she's great
0: in this episode.
1: Yeah, great. I would say Guybrush does too. I I think uh, this whole season is those two at their best like both do a great job beforehand and they were in the remakes around the same time too but i kind of feel like because elaine has less of a presence in those she doesn't really get to go as big as she does here
0: yeah i i think that um all the character moments in this episode are like some of the best in the series so far
1: agreed I i thought that as well
0: uh, LeChuck is great. The Voodoo Lady's great. Uh, uh, Elaine, especially, is great. The judge here is great.
1: Yeah, every everyone really brings. I I like uh, what they do with uh, Desinge Morgan. Uh, yeah, Morgan gets really sad
0: for a while. It's pretty good. I thought that was great. <laughs> we all that, like that's, it when Morgan gets sad.
1: <laughs> I love that. Love those Morgan is sad moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing I wrote in my note is this: really does feel like. The first time where, this is going to sound like I'm really slagging off the original Monkey Islands, but this feels like the first time where the characters get to be more than jokes. Like, before this, the Monkey Island series has always been all comedy, all nonsense, and that's great, but I do really like how they're able to kind of push the characters a little more in this. Yeah, the, like you the see, humanity Guybrush of get these mad. characters
0: comes out in a way that I would bet Ron Gilbert probably does not like. Actually, um, would yeah, it, it's a taste thing. I, I could imagine. Yeah. Monkey Island is weird because it's either a series that like is a pirate fantasy with a lot of comedy in it, or it's a comedy series with just like set dressing of pirate stuff in it, depending on who's at the helm, and mm-hmm. it. it Game to game never really lands on anything. And I'm sure that in return, we are again going to see a comedy game with like some pirate stuff in it. Right. Uh, versus the reverse.
1: Mm-hmm. So it, it, getting this it's one of
0: those... very character filled game right now to play right before return is kind of fun.
1: Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of those things where I know that Ron Gilbert is the creator. But... Well, I, I can't even I was gonna say I disagree with him, but you're the one who said he probably doesn't like it. I don't know if he doesn't well, like it. Well yeah, the we don't even know. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, guessing. I can't I can't even say I disagree with him. But personally, I think even at the time, this was the first game where I was like, Oh, they do a really good job of taking a series that's like all comedy and giving you a little bit more drama, like a little more seriousness to go with it. And I I think it works out really well.
0: I I do too. I've been uh, I've been really into Dragon Ball lately.
1: <laughs> cool.
0: <laughs> do you want to talk about that? I've been really into Dragon Ball lately, and uh, Dragon Ball is a series that uh, very notably has the same kind of jump between like is it a comedy or not, uh, mm-hmm. constantly. Where sometimes it's a fairly serious sci-fi martial arts show. And sometimes it is entirely just jokes and there's there's nothing else really about it. Uh, the movie that's in theaters right now for Dragon Ball made me think about this because it is absolutely a comedy movie. Uh, like, it's the most comedy-centric that Dragon Ball's maybe ever been. And mm-hmm. maybe that's just what Dragon Ball kind of is now. Uh, but it, this... this uh, this version of monkey island that we're playing I, I, except maybe escape because again we, we don't know uh yeah we haven't played it <laughs> uh escape escape could be one way or the other uh but it, it's very uh i keep saying characterful that's not even a word i need a better <laughs> word for it what am i trying to say dramatic um i guess dramatic there's, there's a lot to think about with the characters, Guybrush and Elaine, in this game, where mm-hmm. there is usually not a lot to think about.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think that helps to further the performances in the characters, too. This is the one time we ever see, like, Guybrush get, like, legit angry and upset with someone. Yeah. And he does a good job selling it. Uh, Dominic, really, you, you buy that Guybrush is, boy, he could... He really is not super hot on Morgan right now.
0: Oh, that is not the one that I thought. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, that makes sense. I was thinking uh, his interaction with the voodoo lady.
1: Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Not, and not just Morgan. A lot of yeah. Guybrush's
0: friends are really selling him out this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, which is interesting because here LeChuck is the one who's on your side. Even Elaine is against you in this episode, since she's so uh, she's so chock full of pox. Yeah, huh. That's Th- that's a very interesting way to do it. And LeChuck comes in and saves your hide. Yeah, but
0: and then LeChuck screws with you, too. Like, everyone that you've grown to trust is screwing with you. Even your wife can't, like, speak for you on the stand because she's so pox-addled. Mm-hmm. But, so it's an interesting episode, narratively, because... As soon as you put a character on trial, you are examining them and trying to find their guilt, even if they are innocent. That's just what people do when there's a narrative about a person on trial. Mm-hmm. And they, they do a very interesting thing because they could, and I think it has been established in the series that this is a thing that commonly happens, you could just come up with things that Guybrush actually did, especially things that he actually did during the course of... Of you, the player, playing through this game. And you could have made the player, like, recount their experiences and and think, like, man, should I have done that? I guess not. And that would be a very uh, Walking Dead-style thing to do, right? But they don't do that here. He truly is innocent on all counts. And it's everyone else in his life that sucks a lot. (laughs) Uh, And they keep bringing him down... And like other people are apologizing for other people to Guybrush, and he keeps being like, "It's fine. It's whatever it is." It's uh, I'll <laughs> that's just, just how it goes on these going. adventures. Until he dies, until he gets yeah. stabbed in the chest. Oh, by the way, Guybrush Threepwood gets stabbed through the chest in this episode.
1: Yeah, that I I really like how this episode is called uh, "The Trial and Execution of Guybrush Threepwood," and the whole time you're like. Oh well I I guess the execution is because of these trials and then Guybrush uh is found innocent. And you're like, oh I guess there was no execution. Then he does get executed. Wow. You
0: know what? Just from just from talking to you about it, Dustin, I'm actually way higher on this episode than I was like right after I finished playing it.
1: I love this episode. I think there's so much to enjoy in this episode.
0: I think that, I, I... I think there is too, but now I'm I'm seeing it more 'cause I'll I'll tell you this. My experience of playing this episode, in addition to it happening on, like, the hottest day in the world. (laughs) um, Mm. And also, I'm, like, weirdly full, and I can't figure out why I feel so full. I didn't eat that much. Mm. Mm. I'm getting full on water. Me full? No more. Don't make fun of me, I'm full. (laughs) I'm
1: sorry, I was being very insensitive.
0: Well, it's things like that that made it a hard thing to play through today. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we were talking about it beforehand But I actually played it a little differently too I usually just play it all on the one day But I played a little bit of it yesterday Just to get a head start Because I knew today was going to be busy Um, Yeah, I guess it didn't affect the way I play. I thought about it at all But uh, I might just try to do that from now on Play like half Because this episode is split up into two halves Two halves um, and then
0: a little button at the end
1: Yeah, exactly um, which is interesting. Uh, I guess that's not that different from how Telltale usually does it, but, uh, that does kind of help divide it up. You could be like, okay, well, I'll do this first half now and then we'll move on to this next thing and I can do the next part tomorrow. Yeah. I was so going to say I... that's
0: like every episode we've ever played on this podcast, but I, it, it is a good structure.
1: Yeah. I, I'm just saying I've never d- really done it that way. I usually just cram it all in one day. So I'm thinking I might, uh, hmm break it up a little more going forward that's interesting that's probably cool you're probably yeah. allowed yeah want to know something else um i was gonna play this on the ps3 because i forgot i bought these all on the ps3 a long long time ago and i decided not to hmm. i don't know why <laughs> all right you're you're allowed <laughs> to not I'm glad I'm allowed to do so many things today. I I guess I'm not going to be sent to the brig.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the first half that you were talking about was Morgan LaFleur brings you back to Flotsam to get paid by uh, the Marquis Lassange, and she's clearly experiencing second thoughts about it, feels bad about it the whole time. At one point she says, I said I'm sorry, and then I'm trying to recount, did did she actually? <laughs> did you? I don't. Think it might have did. been like
1: off. It might have been off screen when they were like rowing to Flotsam. Well,
0: at that point, if you say sorry, you'd be like, well, if you if you felt sorry, you would uh, turn around.
1: <laughs> yeah, you would maybe not. <laughs> you do would
0: this. not do the thing you're about to do. I, I think the sorry <laughs> would have to come later, when she's uh, when she could take it back or or, or some such.
1: Yeah, she really she really blew it. <laughs> so as soon as
0: uh, Guybrush arrives on the island, the Marquis is about to collect him, but then there's an angry mob that throws him into the court and announces that he's got a bunch of things that he needs to answer for. The, um, let's see if we can list these court cases. Um, okay. So he scared a cat into paralysis. <laughs> which... Yeah, that
1: was uh, Hemlock McGee.
0: Yeah, this none of that could have even happened a little.
1: <laughs> yeah, you weren't there to scare a cat.
0: Uh, Bozen Krebs, who y- you find out a little bit later, is series recurring character Kate Capsize.
1: Wait, no she's not.
0: What? I thought that's what they yeah. were uh, hinting at.
1: No, the, the joke was that she had a totally different guy brush in mind. She's not Kate Capsize. She had a totally
0: different guybrush in mind.
1: Yeah, did you not talk to her? She, if you talk to her in uh, Club Forty One, you at, and you ask her like, "Hey, are you still mad?" She says, "Uh, I'll never forget the name Guybrush Q Threepwood." And Guybrush is like, "Oh, Guybrush Q, I'm Guybrush U Threepwood." And she's like, "Oh, uh, oh, okay."
0: <laughs> Wait, but isn't isn't Guybrush actually Guybrush Q Threepwood?
1: I thought his middle name was Ulysses.
0: Okay, we're looking it up. Okay, I'm on the Monkey Island fandom website, and as normal, the website sucks so bad. Uh, (laughs) Okay, you know what? Okay, I misread it. She is not Kit Capsize. But in talking about the things that she uh, was mad at Guybrush for, one of them was for uh stealing the the boat which i is like oh yeah the glass bottom boat and her name is Catherine krebs Catherine can be kate um and i i would have i thought that was a good tie-in but i guess it's uh just a regular not tie-in
1: yeah i was a little confused when you brought up two uh characters i was like oh it was, it was yeah the that was my one i
0: i oops i'm glad to have yeah. you here to keep me honest
1: Oh, that's okay. You're Mitchell. keeping me
0: fit as a fiddle up here in the old memory banks. Oh,
1: you all soft serve.
0: Uh yeah, his, I'm also seeing the uh the page they have on Guybrush and his middle name is Ulysses. Yeah, two for two. Well, I'm I'm glad that the court case went that way cuz otherwise <laughs> it'd be embarrassing.
1: Yeah, because she brings up stuff that never happened. Like she was framed for like it was, like, a at a karaoke competition or something?
0: Well, the thing is, I don't know what happens in Escape. <laughs> oh, that's true. So, like, um, there could have been a karaoke competition.
1: I don't know. That seems I, like a thing. I will say, spoilers for uh, Sea of Thieves, if anyone's going to play it. If if it was meant to be Kate Capsize, that would make the Sea of Thieves stuff with Kate Capsize uh, wrong. And I would like <laughs> it less.
0: Uh, it would at least make it more interesting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um uh, But yeah, it's uh, so she's one of them. She uh she is suing Guybrush for a disfiguring scar on her leg from nacho cheese.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's the nacho cheese one. So that's number 2. Case number 3 is Oh, wait,
1: before we move on to number 3, I wrote down the um the recommended sentences for them so which we did hemlock and krebs so for hemlock the recommended sentence was one ball of yarn and death by mauling
0: so just let the cat maul him that probably would have been fine the cat can't move
1: (laughs) yeah it's fine that couldn't hurt too bad and for krebs the recommended sentence was uh 23 gold fine death by corset
0: yeah, that's interesting. I, I noticed that, and I was wondering if the joke was just like... So is the joke that she is one of the few women characters in this game? So, Well, when I look up Death she, by
1: Corset, it says, A 19th century book about fatal women's fashions.
0: Yeah, I mean, corsets can be pretty tight. So. Yeah, and
1: this one's going to kill Guybrush.
0: Yeah, but is this one... Is this case related to corsets just because she's like the only woman character here right now? I guess so. she's
1: she's like the only female pirate.
0: Because these cases, the, the sentences are related to the crimes. You need to get the uh-huh. cat a yarn ball and uh, the cat can maul someone. And this one's right. just like, well, she was wearing a corset. So I guess now also you. <laughs> but you don't need to wear any of the other people's clothes. So.
1: Yeah, this this is the one that will kill you seems seems a bit uh
0: sexistly particular the the next one is uh doro from the first episode which you might remember or not uh he was the one that was interested in collecting the uh porcelain power pirates
1: yeah he's looking a little uh worse for wear he's missing an eye
0: so when you when you gave him the fake dark ninja dave uh he tried to sell it on eBay which is the bay over there that you can sell things at
1: (laughs) uh
0: and it was determined to be fake so he got in trouble for that so he's mad at you too
1: right and uh he poked his eye with one of the uh swords from the uh from the figure and that's why he don't got no eye
0: yeah he's missing a whole eye what's the sentence for that
1: The sentence for Doro is, uh, confiscation of sextants and death by eight-sided dice. I don't get it. I don't either, but, uh, you know. Guybrush really talks about his sextants in this episode.
0: He does talk about his sextants. That's true.
1: (laughs) I I love later when, uh, he's telling Doro, he was like, you could have all my sextants if you, uh, don't testify against me. And, uh, Doro's, like, bringing up, like, uh, his the autographed ones. Uh, like, do you have one autographed by so and so? And Guybrush is like, uh, actually, I I want that one. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, can I have this one? Uh, no, actually, I need that. You know what? You bet. I better just keep them all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, the the last one is hard tack. Uh, yeah, hard tack. Who is the bailiff here?
1: Yeah, it's definitely the role he was meant for, and not a way to reuse a character model. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so so Hardtack the, the being one of uh, McGillicuddy's men really has no business on this island
1: at all. I Well, we find out that uh, McGillicuddy died. He says McGillicuddy died, and I guess he was fighting with the other guy. So I guess he just said, you know what, time to go my own way. I'll become a bailiff.
0: <laughs> the freedom in being a bailiff has got to be extraordinary.
1: <laughs> he just feels so alive
0: Yeah I mean I'm sure there's a reason They can make up why he's here But it doesn't make sense
1: Yeah I don't mind he's fine He gets the job done whatever
0: He is fine uh, and he's my favorite one So his problem is that he had an <laughs> X And someone dug it up And ruined his perfectly good X Because it marked the spot Um, But Guybrush doesn't have any memory Of being connected to this at all So yeah. you can just ask him if you ask him three times, hey, are you lying? He'll eventually just be like, oh, yeah. You got me. You got me.
1: <laughs> I guess that's good because normally they have you do like three things in these telltale puzzle little adventures. And so it's funny how here you have four, but one of them is just super easy.
0: Yeah, there is even a moment in the uh, in the audience of the courtroom <laughs> where... The judge says that there's four cases levied against Skybrush. And someone in the audience says, I thought there'd be three.
1: <laughs> they were really disappointed that there was four.
0: Yeah. Um. So what's the sentence on that?
1: His sentence, I think his sentence is the lightest because it was first on the list. So and, it's just and uh, very fake. two pence. Yeah, also fake. It's just a two pence fine and death by hanging. Nothing serious. Oh, Okay. Just do. Too- One thing I... One thing I really like about this, uh this whole scene is when Guy when you're able to move Guybrush around the courtroom, uh, it puts the camera up in the balcony with all the people watching. Yeah, that's fun. I thought that was fun.
0: Um so you you get through all those civil cases and then the judge reveals, okay, those four were civil cases, but you do have the matter of one criminal case about spreading the pox upon which Guybrush just kind of is guilty. So (laughs) you gotta be, you take one on the chin, but then your, your bud LeChuck comes in, uh, and, and takes the blame for it.
1: I really love the chemistry between Guybrush and LeChuck in this episode. I like that, uh, you know, up until, uh, something bad happens at the end, they're like pretty good pals.
0: It's pretty fun. I like the way that um, as as soon as LeChuck comes into the courtroom, Guybrush says, don't listen to anything he says. And then LeChuck says, it's my fault. Everything's good. And Guybrush just immediately turns around. He's finally completely bought into it. He just likes LeChuck now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, good on him. Guybrush, because in episode two, Guybrush was very on the fence with LeChuck. He was like, look, I know you're human and you're helping us out, but I still don't trust you, and for good reason. Well,
0: LeChuck, on the fence is one thing, but he was completely not trusting LeChuck still. Yeah,
1: and I, th- I do think he's in the right to think that after everything they've gone through. Well, it, it turned here- out, yeah. Yeah, but here I also like that once... LeChuck comes in and literally saves Guybrush's life. Then Guybrush is like, "Wow, geez, LeChuck, you you did that for me."
0: <laughs> um, well, LeChuck we might be also best friends. Drops the uh, the truth bomb that he found the voodoo lady's journal, mm-hmm. and within the journal, it explains that the voodoo lady has. Um, Basically, been cursing LeChuck to become addicted to voodoo from the very beginning. Uh, and the whole story of Elaine, Guybrush, and LeChuck's uh, run ins with each other are a result of the voodoo lady tampering with fate. Yeah. And that has huge implications. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised I, I... that anyone was allowed to do this. Th- this feels big. This feels bigger than like what telltale is typically allowed to do to a license
1: yeah definitely this not only that but this is like the one time the voodoo lady is like plot relevant yeah yeah and in a in a in a massive way well she's she's
0: of normal size but uh yeah it it, it turns out like the voodoo lady doesn't even try to deny this if you ask her about it she's like well being evil is about perspective it's like okay well nice yeah, she says cool. things are
1: not as they seem
0: things are not as they seem because i think that i'm pretty cool <laughs> even i guess if anyone you would say got that. me
1: dead to rights <laughs> even if you are 100 percent right about what's going on
0: <laughs> uh at, at one point guybrush just tells her hey stop trying to confuse me you did the thing right and she basically says yeah so that's that's kind of gross how do you feel about that
1: um I think it's cool in a way. I it on one hand it kind of reminds me of like Legend of Zelda with uh how Link, Zelda and Ganon's fates are all intertwined with one another. Yeah. So are it's basically the same thing with Guybrush Elaine and LeChuck. But I do like that it gives the voodoo lady more of a reason to be there rather than just helping you out with like a couple puzzles here and there. This came out two years before Skyward Sword, before the... I Oh, I... Before, the, before the big reveal of that. Yeah, yeah I mean, before it this was is...
0: kind of always known that Link, Zelda, and Ganondorf had some kismet chemistry. Uh,
1: yeah, but it was before it was like really spelt out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, it, 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 well, okay, so I, I I don't know how to feel about it yet, because I'll, I'll tell you this, I don't remember what happens in the last episode.
1: Ooh, that's gonna be interesting. I remember some, I remember, like, the big things. I remember settings,
0: I, I remember where we go, but I don't yeah. really remember how it resolves, or what's revealed, or characters' motivations for doing things.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so... If if Voodoo Lady's thing is is actually just like oh no you were good the whole time I mean that's where I kind of expect it to go where it's revealed that what she did was you know bad on an individual short term level but probably good in the long term
1: for the greater good
0: greater good situation um, mm-hmm. but like I don't I don't really remember and I don't remember if they touch on her aspect of, on it as much as they do uh, LeChuck's aspect I mean it's called Rise of the Pirate God. And the icon that they use for episode five and everything I've got it on my desktop right now is uh is lechuck's big old green stupid face <laughs> so yeah it, so he might be the,
1: some, the pirate god I can't wait to get to it i i i do remember some things, but um. That's why I'm hesitant to say this is my favorite episode overall. It was the first time we played through, but I just remember how big episode five is, so i'm I'm really looking forward to it.
0: yeah I, re- I remember that uh episode five was one of Dan Connor's favorite telltale episodes of all time. Nice. uh up with like episode one of The Walking Dead and uh episode four of Strong Bad.
1: Those are interesting picks, yeah, little
0: all over the map.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, they're cool picks. I, I respect them. It's, I guess those just aren't episodes I would expect. I, I guess I can see why someone would like Danger-esque. I just remember us talking about how, like, the puzzles are not really anything special, but just the the framing and the humor were just, they killed it, that episode.
0: Did you catch uh, the Dan Connors reference in this episode no i didn't what was it well there were two paintings on the uh oh yeah those yeah that's dan connors and and, uh kevin bruner
1: awesome i love those paintings i just love anytime we see like 2d artwork in this game it's gorgeous
0: yeah it really makes me wish it was 2d but uh yeah
1: i i do think for what the game is it does look pretty good in 3d i mean uh, leagues better than escape looks (laughs) to Mm -hmm. be sure oh for sure yeah uh but yeah anytime like you see a painting like that or like the chapter cards have really nice artwork um or or definitely the uh the tarot cards the artwork on those is incredible
0: yeah the it's interesting too because i don't think that 1080p was the complete expectation of this game when it was coming out because it came out on the wii and also PCs at a time where it was not assumed that every modern PC was 1080p compatible. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the artwork upscales to like my modern computer settings really well. All the 2D artwork yeah. looks great, uh, which is usually Same. the opposite. It's the 2D artwork that doesn't look great because it's saved to the lower uh, resolution while all the 3D stuff is vectorized because of the nature of what 3D is.
1: Mm -hmm. I I think there's one thing that doesn't really look all that good and that's uh, when you're in uh, the Marquis de Sanja's house and you see the um, projection on the wall it did look a little blurry and hard to read but you know one out of all the ones we've seen so far
0: It looked hard to read but also you were not really supposed to read all his fake math on the ledger and, and stuff I I kind of get the idea that that's stuff like oh there, he he was doing some science I see a picture of Guybrush's face I'm I'm good to stop looking at this I don't need to figure out the math
1: um, Guybrush reads everything you need to know out loud anyway so it's it's it doesn't matter
0: that's true um, so once you go through all the court cases and, and find yourself uh, free you're you're kind of free to walk around the island the voodoo lady gives you a map of how to mature. La Esponja Grande, in order to make it grande, because it's not grande right now. It's it's pretty small.
1: It's teeny weeny.
0: And uh, you, you got to go around and collect a bunch of things to feed it. And most of them are like weirdly gross and <laughs> hard to imagine being food. Um, And and I, I think it's a, a cool second half of the episode. I think the first half of the episode is a lot stronger than the second half.
1: Yeah, because the second half has a lot of stuff you've kind of already done. It has another jungle puzzle. I do like this jungle puzzle better than the other ones, mainly because you have a map you can use. I do too. But yeah, the first half is like, you have this cool framing device, and here it's it, it's still cool. I do agree with you, I prefer the first half, but I still enjoy this half too. Uh,
0: the jungle puzzle makes me wonder... Like what? Why do we love these in this game? What? Who's who's campaigning <laughs> to have the jungle puzzles here?
1: Yeah, I was a little worried when I when they uh were like, "All right, time to go into the jungle," and I was like, "Again, jeez!" But I it is handled better.
0: When you have this many jungle puzzles, you know someone's loving the jungle puzzles on on the dev team. And I just want to know who who that is. <laughs> what's what's their thought process here? Like, what what do you love about them? What's your favorite thing about yeah. these jungle
1: puzzles? I mean, I guess the first Monkey Island had a few of these kinds of puzzles, but they weren't, like, my favorites or anything. I, be- I believe
0: number two did also. Uh, Thimbleweed Park has one as well. Uh,
1: I mean, they're fine. They work as puzzles.
0: Yeah, and the Thimbleweed Park one, I, I-, I think it's a much more educated approach to the idea, rather mm-hmm. than just like, I don't know, maybe maybe there's something cool somewhere.
1: Who's to say? <laughs> yeah, I I like that. Here you can kind of n- not only can you follow the map and know the path you're going down, but you can change the path.
0: Right. With with some origami skills, you can fold the map so the pathways are different, and it works.
1: Yeah that that's a very fun way to do it. When like when I first did it, and then you kind of see the rumbling and hear it, and you're like, "Ooh, I did something."
0: I I love that. Yeah. I'm way into it. Um, yeah, and
1: it, it really... You're not in there for too long, so...
0: This time you aren't. That's true. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, so you, you also... feed everything to the sponge, and... What were you going to say? Sorry?
1: Uh, Well, I we, we can get into the thing I was going to say. We can Let's talk about this first.
0: Well, I, I, just to finish up the story, you feed everything you need to feed to the sponge. It does become big. Um, and... or or i guess chronologically right before that uh you have the marquis de sange fed to like a wood chipper which is (laughs) intense Uh, yeah
1: and it it really is his own fault he's the one who made that pulverizing device
0: and it's the only way to kill him because he's been draining some voodoo from guybrush's hand and Mm. can heal any wound almost instantly uh, so yeah, we finally find out his big
1: plans. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, he <laughs> wants infinite life. He doesn't want to be killed by anything.
1: I think that's a good motivation. I can get wanting to live.
0: Yeah, I would. I might try it.
1: Yeah, I might cut off someone's hand.
0: Yeah, if that's it, <laughs> easy, easy peasy.
1: What's one hand
0: for infinite life? Uh, but he finally cures the the pox. Woo! He gets the, the giant blower thing and sets it to in, and then uh, all the pox goes into the sponge, and that's it. It's done.
1: Yeah, no more pox. I I think
0: the fact, just reminiscing on the fact that it took from episode one to being, uh, to the end of episode four, to finally do the thing that you were trying to do the very whole time, uh, just to get the pox in the sponge. It it made it feel a lot slower to me once I was thinking about it, even though I should be taking this moment like, yeah, you finally got there. It, it, it's it been it's been one very long season of just trying to get that pox in the sponge, just put it in there. Uh, that made me, I think, a little soured on the pacing and activities of this season after I played this episode. But talking with you more about it now, I'm I'm just liking this episode a lot more.
1: Yeah, um, I don't want to, I, I can't say because we haven't gotten to episode 5 yet, but when Return to Monkey Island first came out, or was first announced and shown off, I was looking at some, uh, I forget where it was, but I was looking at some people discuss the Monkey Island series in general, and some people were playing uh, Tales for the first time, and they ended up really enjoying it and say it just gets better and better as it goes. Like, it starts off slow. I do think it and, gets
0: better as it goes, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um and I mean that's a pretty good sign for things to come. That's why I'm hesitant to say this is the best, but I do really enjoy this episode.
0: The older I've gotten, the more I've wondered if criticism is just all fake. Like the idea that you can dissect things <laughs> and analyze them and determine if they're good or bad. It's not real. You just like it or you don't, maybe.
1: Yeah. Maybe it, things it's... aren't
0: real. Things aren't <laughs> actually ever good. So you just <laughs> everything sucks. And- everything isn't much it it doesn't (laughs) suck it just isn't much uh and if you can convince yourself to have an emotion that's pretty good
1: (laughs) you did a good job i actually was kind of thinking about that in uh previous episodes because at at least in the first two i uh you weren't super uh super won over by them uh and I, I agree with uh, a lot of the points you made, but I liked, I still like them a lot more. And I wonder if it's just because it's everything else other than the gameplay that's doing the heavy lifting for me there. Like a lot of my uh, pros are stuff like the characters, the world. I even in episode two, I I liked the uh, Mur people and their whole situation, um, but. You know, it had a lot of stuff like the lame jungle puzzle in that one, um, and some slow moments in those early episodes. But I, even with those, I still enjoyed them a fair amount, and I'm, I am i really am having a good time playing this again. Yeah, I,
0: I'm having a good time. I don't want to say that I'm not, uh, and I think it's a lot better than a lot of the telltale point and clicks that we've played so far. But I, I just uh, the way that we've been talking about it is like, oh yeah, tales is one of the best ones, and uh, I'm not, I'm not feeling that, and I think mm-hmm. that is maybe just a, an issue of expectations for me, um, right,
1: right. I think I would, I, still I wanted say to it really, is.
0: really get into it, and I, I'm not maybe feeling it in that way, but it is a lot better. Like, I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm having a bad time. I'm not. It's so much better than. Jurassic Park, Back to the Future, Wallace and Gromit, probably. mm, I was gonna say probably Strong Bad, but I think that might be where I differ from you. I like Strong Bad a a little more, maybe. Definitely better than Bone. Definitely better than, of course, CSI.
1: I don't know if I would put Strong Bad over this, just because I feel like Strong Bad had more issues.
0: Like Strong Bad had more issues, but I think Strong. We were talking about this on a Discord server. Uh, mm-hmm. within the last week, something I really like about Strong Bad is that it gives you a lot of reasons to get deep into the weeds of the world that feel, um, it feels better than a lot of like completionism feels sometimes because mm-hmm. it makes you want to talk to characters a lot of times and really explore all the nooks and crannies and try weird items on weird items and and things like that. Uh, where episodes like this and I, I i like this too it's a good strategy but uh this makes me feel like it's shuttling me from the beginning to the end because it wants me to do this in one sitting which is probably best for game feel uh but i i feel like i explored a lot more in Strong Bad, and i had that adventure game feel of exploration a lot more even though this is the game where i'd kind of like I want to feel like I'm exploring Flotsam Island. I want to get all in there and find the lore, find the characters, see the jokes, feel like I'm just having a day with my good buddy <laughs> uh, Guybrush. But I uh, I usually can't do that because I'm just kind of going through them. I'm, I'm... We, we also talked about how it could just be uh, the fact that we are doing this podcast where we are majorly benefited from trying to very hard to do every one of these games in a single sitting um, just for time management issue because we're doing one every week right um, that could that could be fueling the way i feel about this but it didn't happen for strong bad with strong bad you i think you want to explore more
1: yeah i i wonder if that has something to do with like the more relaxed pace of homestar runner like none of those stories are very big they're good they're good strong bad stories but monkey island has more of an emphasis on that story and and really pushing it forward so i i can see preferring one over the other well the the
0: first two monkey island games i think kind of don't have that as much you it, it 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 does feel very sandboxy um mm-hmm. and the adventure games that i think of as having the most feel like that are the um the humongous games the pajama sams and putt putt where the whole vibe of the game is just like hey you're four years old and probably can't read let's just hang out (laughs) let's just chill let's just chill man what's pajama sam even gonna do this time up to you
1: bud (laughs) you could click on like a a giraffe toy and it'll like do a little animation
0: i'll roll credits at some point but i'm tight to just watch you do nothing for like four hours
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, see, that, that never really occurred to me with this game. With this game, I think it's uh, totally fine, but I definitely get uh, where you're coming from.
0: Yeah, I also just grew up with those humongous games and kind of just want more of that, so that's my bias. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to explore a little bit more. The The LucasArts game that feels the most like that, I think is Sam and Max Hit the Road. Um, you really get a chance to just kind of sink into that world and hit the road.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I th- I think it's fine for this one monkey island. We we discussed this before how um like if you only get like the one monkey island every every few years then it'll be more of a detriment. Uh but I don't know. I I kind of like that this has a different flow to it than the other monkey islands.
0: That's, yeah. Yeah, it, it it's good to have it. I, I think that when there's so little room for new games in the series, there will there will probably only ever be six Monkey Island games in our lifetime.
1: Probably, probably. I, I mean, the I, sixth I'd, one's going to come out, more, and then but...
0: that's going to be it.
1: I'd love to see more after, but yeah, probably.
0: Um, so the fact that there ever you know was any we... kind of experimentation within those six is—it's uh, it, nice to have some sort of yeah. variety.
1: Yeah, uh, I just realized we totally skipped over a big plot element. Okay. Uh, Morgan LaFleur is killed.
0: Well, we... Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, yeah,
1: uh, she's killed by who we assume is Desinge. We don't see it, but all signs kind of point to him.
0: Yeah, and she does the classic, Guybrush, let me tell you something. <laughs> Ugh. And then dies. <laughs> Um, And I don't think Guybrush understood her either.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she she just burped in his ear. Yeah,
0: she's like, I got this piece of gum in my mouth. I don't want it in my mouth when I die. (laughs) Uh, So she (laughs) dies, and then later Guybrush dies. So maybe her and Guybrush do belong together.
1: This episode has a pretty big body count. Um. At yeah. least compared to other episodes, I don't think anyone else has died in the series in this season up until now. But here we have uh, Morgan, the Pyrite Parrot, DeSinge and Guybrush, and this is a piece of dialogue. I don't know if you can miss or not, but we find out Nipperkin from the first episode yeah. died. That's a lot.
0: Yeah, I forgot about Nipperkin, but he did. Totally. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. They say he burned up in the in the fire that destroyed the Voodoo Lady's house.
0: That's very antagonistic. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> Why'd they do that to him?
1: Uh, I forget if he shows up in the next episode. Uh, spoilers for the next episode. Yeah, but, so uh... it,
0: it's spoilers, but it's kind of not. Like You're given all the tools yeah. to very much figure out the fact that the next episode will definitely take place in hell. Um, yeah. Or the underworld or afterlife of some degree, but it's like a hell um basically. Yeah, and there there's some like semi coy hinting at it where Elaine is telling people to go to hell uh and then like, <laughs> oh well they will be in hell. Oh, They'll they be.
1: will, don't worry. Uh
0: so this high body count makes a lot of sense when you consider there needs to be a good amount of characters in the afterlife for the very next episode to work. Mm-hmm. Um So we we will see Guybrush again, we'll see Whoever we're gonna see again, right? Isn't this sort of weird that um, this is not the first time, within a very short time period, that Telltale's made a game where in the fourth episode they hint at characters going to hell, and then the fifth episode takes place in hell.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they really like that, huh?
0: Yeah, and then like going to Trogdor's like cyberspace in episode five of Strong Bad is not. Like a dissimilar vibe. It's not exactly the same, but it's it's got a, a kind of similar thing going on there. Right. Um they do like doing that. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> what that means. I wonder what that's about.
1: I guess I think it works fine. Maybe that's why uh, Wallace cool. and Gromit
0: can only be four episodes long. because
1: <laughs> they, We can't have them go to hell. We just can't. <laughs> we can't touch. We can't do an episode five.
0: Yeah, we can't do an episode five. We can't show Wallace and Gromit in hell.
1: They have to save Duncan McBiscuit from hell.
0: Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> I wonder why they did that. <laughs> also, Jurassic Park only had four. They're going to hell.
1: <laughs> They're putting some uh, things together.
0: Uh, how much you want to bet on the fifth episode of Minecraft Season 1 taking place in, like, a hellish volcano place?
1: I could see that. Uh, yeah. I can't, I can't wait until we go to hell in one of the uh, CSI games.
0: Oh, that's where I want to we, go to hell the most.
1: We, we see all the people who have died in past cases?
0: Yeah, I, I think the only one that I can think of that, like, has had no, nothing close to it was Back to the Future. And you know, that's probably what it needed.
1: (laughs) That's true, yeah. It really could have stood out that way. Oh man, imagine if we go to hell and we get to meet Marty Party. (gasps) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Hire us, new Telltale. We know exactly where to take the series. Imagine, (laughs) imagine...
0: Imagine in a new uh, adventure game at some point you go to hell and you just meet a character named Marty Party. Can can Ubisoft or Telltale or whatever channel, was it NBC, um, that CSI was on, can they sue you? It's just a guy named Marty Party.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to. I, I wonder if they would even remember.
0: I doubt it. I doubt <laughs> it that the, the any of the personnel on that team that would remember are still there.
1: Yeah, uh, that'd be funny. You, you make a new game with Marty Party and then you just have all three parties come and sue you.
0: Whoa, that's a real Marty Party. <laughs> uh dustin in the interest of avoiding any more technical errors would we like to head into our segments
1: yeah i mean we already covered what happens it turns out LeChuck uh double crosses you and kills you it turns out he was never nice Mm -hmm. oh uh and that's the end guybrush dies and lechuk and elaine battle it out and fade to black
0: yeah to be continued in chapter five rise of the pirate god
1: yeah so what what's our first segment Mitchell our first segment is golden moment golden moment oh boy what's your golden moment for this episode when
0: Al- when Elaine first enters the courtroom she does such a weird like crawl thing like a crouching <laughs> lunge with every step um because she's she's all jacked up on the pox this is this is nasty goblin mode Elaine uh <laughs> like she comes in she's just yelling at everyone she grabs Guybrush and tells him that she's gonna ravage him in the uh the captain's quarter of the ship uh she's she's just no filter elaine having a having a day about it having a real uh having a real wild one and i just a a, some great choreography on the character animation there so that's my golden (coughs) moment
1: yeah gr- that that's great uh that's a good pick i never would have guessed that um mine is LeChuck in the jail cell and Guybrush just like learning to love this guy yeah <laughs> like i i love when they're talking to the voodoo lady and then they both start saying like the same thing yeah <laughs> uh what was it? I don't remember what it was. It was just the dairy farmer bit. I don't remember exactly what they say. I, I, yeah, I'm, they, not, I'm not sure I remember, but I wish I wrote it down, but it, it, you just, they say that one of the insults at the same time, and then they just kind of turn to each other and be like, Oh, Oh, oh. <laughs> it, it's great. Yeah. Uh, And that's what makes the LeChuck double cross at the end hurt so much. Even when you see it coming, I remember this all like crystal clear. What happens? And it's still, I knew it was coming a mile away and it still felt bad. I was like, I like that these two are getting along. I could see human LeChuck and Guybrush being partners in piracy going forward. But it just, it wasn't meant to be.
0: Yeah, what's the thing LeChuck said? Like, he swam three days to get here for the trial.
1: Three whole days nonstop he swam (laughs) to clear Guybrush.
0: So do you think he did that?
1: Um... Probably, but now we know he had uh, Ulterior motivations I I think
0: he's lying, I don't think he swam three days
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think if if he's a bad guy He
0: didn't do it, I think he's just trying to butter up Guybrush
1: I could see that, yeah They, they, They never go into it, but I could totally believe He just made it up to get on Guy He's like, I did all this for you, my friend
0: Yeah, I mean, the impracticality of a person Being able to swim Three days is one thing
1: well, it's also LeChuck, like I, I could also buy that he could swim three days. Why? Because <laughs> he's because he's LeChuck. He's this big guy. You think guy, the bigger you can are, hold the his...
0: better you are at swimming?
1: Guybrush can hold his breath for ten minutes. Oh. Why can't LeChuck <laughs> swim for three days? <laughs> three days is just
0: more time than ten minutes.
1: <laughs> I guess that's true.
0: Um uh, yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. What um uh, so that's your golden moment. What's your potent pickup?
1: My potent pickup is the hook. It comes in very handy in this episode multiple times. Guybrush just finds out that he can just use it to pick any lock. Any lock at all. Yeah, I I wrote down maybe losing his hand was like the best thing to ever happen to him.
0: (laughs) The the thing with this hook is that it breaks all intuition of adventure game logic. You see a locked uh, door or box. You don't even try it. Because you're just going to assume, oh, I can't open a lock. I need there's a key in a desk that I need to give a brochure to a walrus at some point later on in the game, <laughs> and then I'll c- circle back, and then it'll have a, a mustache that I need to give to a mustache vendor later. And it's that that's like every adventure game. When you see a lock, you know what to do with it, which is wait until you have a key. But now mm-hmm. it, it like every they do it three times in this episode. They give you a lock. Uh, and then you just remember oh I can pick those I don't yeah. need any extra stuff I can just always do it
1: and it fooled me once there was one the the door in uh, Desinja's lab I was like oh I need to get the key for this I can't go in there yet it's locked and then it hit me later when I opened one of the chests I was like oh I can just do that yeah <laughs> I can just unlock this door with this hook and it's great it's very useful <laughs>
0: Nothing is ever locked to a man without hands.
1: <laughs> but there were there was a lot of good choices for potent pickup. I feel like last ep no last episode was easy. I think in episode two it was a little hard to pick one just because nothing really stood out. Well, the hooks but here wasn't it was mine. Yeah, well, I I'm sure because there was a lot you could pick from in this episode. What did you pick? Uh, well, I picked the
0: cups. I just the. At one point, I like those puzzles you're you're given a shot of some vodka juice uh, <laughs> and you get like six shots of it and you keep one of them but the other five you just down at the bar, which is pretty funny. you just see the same animation of him raising a cup to his lips five times <laughs> um, and you keep all the cups in your inventory and there's a lot of wet stuff out today. Yeah, everything's leaking. Yeah, there's uh, some manatee oil you can scoop up. There's some, like, (laughs) electric battery acid. There's some molten glass. There's some hot wax. There's uh, some dripping carpet grossness. Uh, Now, if I
1: remember right, you don't even need a lot of these. You just have to find the ones you do need.
0: But you can, yeah, you, you you have enough cups to get, like, all the different liquids of the island Uh, and I I just like walking around like hey I know that if anyone needs a liquid right now I'm totally got it (laughs) I believe the molten glass was a red herring I believe the um
1: you know it's one I totally forgot that does come into play the bacon grease on the dock stops the um moths from eating your coat oh what what Guybrush mentions like, oh, I guess my coat smelling like all this stuff in my pocket keeps the moths from wanting to eat it. Moths
0: want things with baking grease less?
1: Yeah, because they like cloth. They don't like baking grease.
0: (laughs) I guess. All right. I didn't know that. So if you don't get the baking grease one, do you think the moths eat your
1: coat? Maybe. Maybe Guybrush just swats them away and he's like, well, I can't get those until this.
0: Interesting, I don't, I don't, I'm not convinced
1: Maybe, maybe that's unrelated, but he does say a line like, uh, wow, I smell so bad from carrying all this shit around
0: (laughs) He he says it exactly like that, too
1: (laughs) The classic guy brush line, I'm carrying all this shit around
0: Um, yeah, so I like those cups, I like just having all the liquids
1: Yeah, I, I remembered these puzzles, uh I didn't necessarily remember the solution, but that was pretty easy. But it's just fun picking up liquids. <laughs> it's
0: fun picking up liquids. Who's your weekly guy?
1: My weekly guy is WP Grindstump.
0: I thought you'd pick Grindstump.
1: He's he kills it in this episode. He's so good. How he he's so he's angry the judge, as the judge, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the judge in the episode, but he's also the bartender at Club Forty One. And and I. I love that he flips back and forth because as the judge, he's like, really mean. He's like, you stupid, better provide some evidence or whatever. And then as the bartender's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about all that. Oh, I'm just friendly old grindstone beer. Uh, I,
0: I I like how if you ask him if he's mad that you've escaped the cell, uh, he just goes, ah, you know, we're pirates.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, who would we be real pirates if we didn't condone jailbreaks and and also because the winds are uh blowing in um you can, it's not like you can escape anyway. He says what are you going to do skip town? Oh.
0: Uh my weekly guy is Elaine.
1: Elaine is also a great choice.
0: Elaine is a killer in this episode. Elaine's great.
1: Agreed pox
0: yeah is is one of my favorite transformations that we've seen in these episodes (laughs) so far
1: yeah even um so they were making this game around the same time as the remake of one and i feel like even in both of the remakes she doesn't go as far as she does here like her her she does a good job in them but her lines are very like straightforward matter of fact here she's allowed to just go bananas crazy
0: yeah she's she's cuckoo banana (laughs) and uh and really horny and really jealous and really angry and the way that all those things comes out could be annoying i could i could imagine a version of myself that is very annoyed uh because i'm often annoyed when characters in these telltale games just get like mad at you for reasons that i don't feel like i the player deserve (laughs)
1: yeah well at least you have a reason for it now with the pox
0: sure well yeah but even then i'd be like come on (laughs) you you can if you can think it through then you can think it through uh yeah
1: but the point is she's not really in a state to think it through
0: (laughs) true but uh but even then i just i just really like the presentation on how she's going about doing these things because uh, at a certain point she's just like hey whether it's your fault or not, I don't even care. I, I'm going to go find some treasure. That's I'm out of here. I am a pirate. We will be treasure-finding any old time. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I really like this uh, take on Elaine, especially because in every other Monkey Island game, she is the one who's composed and has a plan, and it just it is... I, I don't want to... S- she's more or less the hero, and you're playing as... Uh, someone who's trying to be the hero but she's usually the one who's like knows what's going on and has her wits about her but here she's crazy she's out of her mind and you you gotta step up for once
0: um yes yes she's my weekly guy in this episode by by quite a bit she uh she does a good performance and and uh and that's it that that's all we got uh oh well we we often do uh just just a little bit, as a, as a bit of a treat, talk about some of our favorite lines, Dustin. You got anything real special you want to share?
1: I actually didn't have that many in this episode, which is, I I don't want to say it was bad. It was still funny, but like I was more interested in the actual story happening than like individual lines of dialogue. But there there's some good ones. Like I love the uh, the guybrush figure that Stan is selling, mm-hmm. and it says really knockoff guybrush phrases. Give me, like give me says, one of them. It, it is I, Guybrush Threepwood, the mighty pirate.
0: Yeah. He's like Arnold Schwarzenegger for some reason.
1: Yeah. He says that is the second biggest monkey head I have ever observed. <laughs> <laughs> like just slightly off. Um there's Oh, I just had one. I'm I'm looking at my list.
0: Mm, I got one Uh, when Elaine is summoned like there's a voodoo summon so she has to go to court Um, she, she'll look at the letter for like a second she'll be like good for nothing words getting in the way of my killing <laughs> She she's like <laughs> that's great she's just looking at the words on the page and she's like I could read these but I'm just mad that there's words
1: <laughs> I'm sick of these words that's that's great uh I found the other one of mine. Um so in this episode Guybrush in Club 41 has to taste a pepper. Right. It's the Fugu the Fugu Jalokia challenge. And so Guybrush says to Grindstump, uh, "I'd like to take the challenge." And G- Grindstump says, "I thought you looked like a man of gastrological adventure."
0: It's good. That's a good one.
1: <laughs> yeah. I li- I like f- framing it as an adventure.
0: I like uh, when Hardtack, hard, so when Hardtag admits that he made up the case, the judge makes him wear the wig of foppery as penance, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's just like this little girl's wig, like a blonde Goldilocks kind of thing, and Hardtack puts it on, and he goes, oh, it's delightful, and just walks away with the wig, and he's wearing it for the rest of the episode.
1: This is nice.
0: Yeah, I, I like that he likes it. it it's nice.
1: Oh my god! Speaking of hard tech, you know what's something I totally forgot. Hmm. So, after uh, when you're stuck in your jail cell, you ask. He's gonna go give the summons to Elaine, but she beats the shit out of him, and she like bangs him up pretty good. She like messes up his jaw. He says he's gonna go to disinge about it. Do you do you think he just comes out without a jaw? Oof.
0: Um. Well, hopefully, <laughs> Poor guy. I believe right after that, if you go up to the docks you see disinge running into the uh jungle so I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that he didn't get a chance
1: yeah for for Hartax' sake yeah. let, let's pray
0: i don't want him to be missing half of the mouth
1: <laughs> he does all his talking with that uh i have one last one that made me laugh sure um so it's when you're in court i forget which course it is or uh case it is but uh, Guybrush presents his evidence and like, uh, oh, no, he's saying how he brought back uh, El Sponja Grande to suck up the pox. And like you hear some murmurs in the crowd. You're like, oh, that doesn't sound so bad. Oh, that could be OK. And then you just hear feed him to the jungle beast.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: They're not all on the same page.
0: Yeah, The, the crowd's very divided, which is fun because whenever you have a rabble-rousing crowd in one of these things, it's like they're they're all chanting for you to be um, either let free or killed. But in this case, like they really do... They're, they're just people. <laughs> they, <laughs> they have a lot of different thoughts. And they only yeah, they're know not how to express themselves by yelling, but they're not going to yell the same stuff.
1: Yeah. Um. One, one last thing. This is just real fast, not really a line. Guybrush calls... Uh, Disinge a few different names one of them is uh de la soul.
0: Yeah, that's good
1: And one of them's decringe. I Ooh. like that one
0: before it's that time. one would
1: be good on Yeah, if they were on like pirate twitter, they would say that
0: um Not a line but something that was said and it's only not a line because I didn't write it down um uh, <laughs> uh Not like a comedy bit, but when morgan is at the bar She's real sad. She like she feels that accurately. So she's let Guybrush down. She's um, mm. found her hero. She might have even been like falling in love with him as they were playing house inside the manatee, uh, right? And then she just had to turn him in, and now Guybrush might hate her. So she's expressio depressio at the bar, and uh, <laughs> she's she's going through those um, hot volcano shots and Guybrush asks her aren't those like really hot don't they hurt really really badly and Morgan goes uh just the first one hurts and then you uh you don't feel anything (laughs) ouch yeah and uh it definitely sells her mood Some good mood writing in this episode
1: I think that's my favorite part of this whole season is just how well they're able to... We already talked about it, but I do really appreciate how they're able to balance character moments like that in a way you've never really seen in Monkey Island before.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mike Stemmel, I've, I've noticed, is like that guy. He comes in and he does that. And this is, oh, really? this is a Mike Stemmel directed and written episode. Thanks, Mike Stemmel. Yeah, there's a lot of that kind of stuff when, when Mike Stemmel comes in the room. I've, I think. I'm at least maybe identifying... A very loose theme across very different episodes that he's uh, been credited with. But it could have been anyone at Telltale. I could have been any writer, any person. Right. Well, thanks anyway. Well, thanks anyway. That's been our episode. Tune in next week when we finally finish. Finally. I feel like we've been doing this for like two days. Uh, (laughs) uh, Tales of Monkey Island with episode five rise of the pirate god who do you think the pirate god is
1: gosh i i couldn't possibly say i think it's uh grindstump
0: i hope it's grindstump
1: (laughs) he's got a little more going on than you give him credit for
0: and until next time we'll see ya
1: goodbye